Yaman begins with Kedusha with the Pasuk from Tilim. Pa'amai hachain, arrange my steps, be mersecha, according to your sta- words. Valtashlet be, and don't let it rule over me, kalavin, any sin. Don't let any sin rule over me. Say for Kedusha, that's a Pasuk from Tilim. Kapil Kofites, Pasuk, Kof, Lavan Gimel. Say Kedusha, the book of Kedusha of Holiness, Vusef Hamish, the fifth of the fourteen books of the Rambam. There's three sections in the Rambam. In this book, here's the order. Hilchas Soibira, the laws of forbidden relationships. Hilchas Machos Asuris, laws of forbidden foods. Hilchas Shchita, the laws of properly slaughtering animals that require slaughter before eating. The mitzvahs that involved in these three halachas will be explained specifically in their proper location. Hilchas Asuribia, the laws of forbidden relationships. Yesh Mechol and Sheva, Shesh Mitzvahs, it involves 37 mitzvahs. Mitzvah say one positive mitzvah. Let's just say thirty-six negative mitzvahs. here they are. Halacha Aleph, mitzvah Aleph. Excuse me. Number one, shleil love aleim not to have relations with one's mother. Base number two, shleil love aleishes of not to have relations with one's father, with one's father's wife, regardless of whether it's your mother uh, or not. Gimel shleil achis, and also possibly regardless of whether your father is still married to her. Gimel shleil achis not to have relations with one's sister. Dala number four, Shlaibal Bas Eshusaov, not to have relations with your father's wife's daughter. Hey number five, Shlaibal Bas Habe, not to have relations with one's son's daughter. Vav Shlaibal Habas, not to have relations with the daughter. Zain number seven, Shlaibal Bas Habas, not to have relations with one's daughter's daughter. Ches number eight, Shlaibal Isha Isha Vita, not to marry a woman and her daughter. Test number nine, Shlaibal Isha Isha Bas Bina, not to marry a woman and her son's daughter. Uh, number ten, not to marry a woman and her daughter's daughter at the same time. Uh, number eleven, <clears throat> again, the will spend, these all mitzvahs will be explained in detail, each one in the proper place. number eleven, not to have relations with a father's sister. not to have relations with a mother's sister. not to have relations with a father's brother's wife. Yidal 14, Shlalibal, Aishas Aben, not to have relations with your son's wife. Tesvav 15, Shlalibal, Aishas Aoch, not to have relations with her brother's wife. Tesain, Shlalibal, number 16, Shlalibal, Aches Ishtoy, not to have relations with the wife's sister. Yidzain, Shlalishkav, Im Behema, not to have relations with an animal. That that mitzvah addresses a man. Yudches 18, Shlalibal, Tavi Isha Behema Lel, that a woman not have relations with an animal. Yudtes, Shlalishkav, Im Zachar, that a man may not have relations with a man. Chaf, number 20, Shlalagalis Ervas of. Not to uncover one's father's nakedness, which will explain exactly what that means uh, in, in, in detail in the proper place. Chafal from the 21, Shalilugalis Ervas Achiov, not to uncover the nakedness of a father's brother. Chafbeish, Shalilibal, Ashish Ish, not to have relations with a married woman. Chafgimel, Shalilibal, you need not to have relations with a woman who is menstruating. That applies to any woman, even one's own wife. Chafdal 24, not to marry a non Jew. Not to allow a, a convert from the nations of Aminu Mayav to marry a regular Jewish person. Not to prevent a third generation Egyptian convert from marrying a regular Jewish person. Not to prevent a third generation convert from Edom to enter the uh, Jew, to, to, to come, come, come marry a regular Jewish person. Not to allow a bastard to marry a regular Jewish person. Not to allow a person who's been castrated to come uh, in, uh, into the Jewish congregation to marry a regular Jewish person. 
not to castrate a male, even a non-human, such as an animal, domesticated animal, non-domesticated animal, or a bird, uh, presumably does not apply to a sea creature. Uh, it refers to certain, certain uh, sources as Hashem castrating the Leviathan, the Leviathan. In any event, Lamed Aleph, number 31, that a high priest not marry a widow. Lamed Beis, excuse me, that a Kohen God will not have relations with a widow, even if, if she, he's not marrying her. That a high priest should marry a virgin when she is in, in, the, is in the age bracket of, called a Naira, which means she is in the first six months after achieving puberty, presuming that she's at least 12 years old. A priest, a Kohen, may not marry a divorcee. A Kayim may not marry a Zayna. What defines a Zayna exactly is a woman who had any, any forbidden relationship that, uh, of, of very various types, basically anybody she couldn't marry if she wanted to, halakhically. That makes her a Zayna, as we'll see. Lamed Vav, 36, Shalayisa, B'chalala, a Kayim may not marry a woman who's been defined as a Chalala, a woman who's been profane, so to speak. We'll, def- we'll explain in the proper place. Lamed Zayn, Shalayikrav, Adam, La'achas, Mikhal, Reyes, Alpha, Pishle, Bal, that a person not approached have physical closeness with any of these forbidden, the first 36 forbidden relationships, even though there's no actual rela- uh, 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 physical, uh, no intercourse, so to speak, it still is is a negative prohibition to have any kind of physical affectionate closeness. We'll explain these 37 mitzvahs in the following prakim, uh, in the following 22 prakim, that is. Okay, says the Ramam, Perik Aleph of Hilchus Asuribiyah, Halach Aleph. A person has relations with any of the Arayas. That I mentioned in the Torah, what is an Arayas? Arayas is plural for erva. What is an erva? Any person with whom a person had relations, he is chayiv karas, excision, which means, according to the Ramah, has explained the Chashuva, dying young and dying childless. But maybe if it's deliberate and intentional, chayiv karas is chayiv karas. So the definition of, of an erva, of Arayas in plural, is that it's chayef karas? That's essentially what it means. Shemer it says ki kol ashiyas mi kol avivus eila. Whoever does any of these abominations, v'nichusah fashes v'gamer, those souls should be cut off, etc. Shneim both people, halbeil v'anivelas, both the uh, active participant and the passive participant, the penetrator and the one who's being penetrated. And if they were unintentional, they didn't know it was forbidden, for example, the chayev of fixed chatas. A fixed chatas as opposed to the chatas that fluctuates based on one's financial status. This is the standard uh, sin offering chatas, which is called the chatas kavua, non-fluctuating. Now, some of these categories of arayas are actually chayev uh, misa, um, they can be executed in court. Besides the fact that all chayev karis, there also can be scenarios where circumstances permitted, the person could be executed by the bezin. Base. Those arayas that involve capital punishment, if there was witnesses, and the witnesses warned them, and they still engaged in their activity, or they were already engaged, they did not seize their activity, and they got the appropriate execution, as we'll, as we'll explain, based on what kind of relationship it is. And uh, if, if that's if it's both people. If it's one person who tried to stop, the other person didn't let, you know, then it would apply only to one person, as we'll see. Even if the person transgressing was a known Torah scholar who knows the law, we can't put him to death, nor do we give Malchus lashes, unless there's been 
a forewarning. Even though he obviously knows the law, the purpose of warning is to differentiate between someone who's being deliberate or unintentional. So even if he's not ignorant, but it could be unintentional. Maybe he didn't know that she's a married woman or she's forbidden to him. Maybe he forgot. That's the purpose of warning. And therefore, even a scholar requires warning before being punished. Dalit. The forbidden relationships that involve capital punishment, some of them are killed through the process of stoning. We'll learn in, in uh, Sefer Sheftim that there is basically four ways Bezin kills. Stoning, skila, Sefer burning, we'll explain what that means in the proper place, Hadag strangulation, and, uh, um, excuse me, Hadag uh, is, uh, is uh, uh, decapitation, and Hadag strangulation. So some of them, those with forbidden relationships, if convicted, are chayiv and stoning. Some are chayiv in burning. Some are culpable for strangulation. But none of them apparently are chayiv in uh, uh, decapitation. Here's the forbidden relationships that a person is chayiv stoning for. You may person has relations with his mother, with his father's wife. So mother may not be his father's wife. His father's wife may not be his mother. His son's wife. But he in the Kriyas which is called the daughter-in-law. a man has relations with a man. if a man has relations with an animal. and a woman who has relations with an animal. Those are the six people who are chayiv stoning if convicted. Hey, five. These are the ones who are chayiv burning, which doesn't mean burning at the stake, as we'll learn in the proper place. It means pouring hot molten lead down the throat. person has relations with his wife's daughter. While his wife is still alive, Abbas Bita and on his daughter's daughter, Abbas bin a person with his with his with his son's daughter, excuse me. Uh relations with his wife's daughter, while his daughter's while his wife is alive, Abbas bin Abbas Bita, person has relations with his wife's daughter, Abbas bin a person has relations with his wife's son's daughter. So Abbas Bita is his wife's daughter's daughter, Abbas bin is his wife's son's daughter, his wife's granddaughter. Whether it's through his wife's son or his wife's daughter, person has relations with his mother's excuse me his wife's mother, person has relations with his wife's mother's mother, person has relations with his wife's father's mother, person relations with his daughter, person relations with his daughter's daughter, person relations with his son's daughter. These are those who are chayiv in in burning. Now it says when his wife is still alive. That's when the chayef is safe burning. If his wife has already passed on, they're still forbidden in the chayef karis. It's just there's no execution in Bezdin. Scenario where a woman is, where the, the uh, sinners are chayef strangulation is, is, is only the only uh, ever for that, the punishment by that is a married woman. It says, the uh, the sinner, the male and the female sinner, the adulterer and the adulteress, should surely die. Misa mora b'teristam b'chenek. When the terrorist says misa, without specifying which kind, it's strangulation, because strangulation is considered the least severe of the punish punishments uh, by de- by death. However, if the adulteress was the daughter of a kohen, her father was a kohen, then he b'seifa. In that case, she uniquely gets the. Uh, execution of burning. However, the man gets the standard punishment of adultery with, um, of strangulation. If the adulteress was, uh, if the, if this married woman was a uh, bas kohen, Shemrat says, if the daughter of a kohen uh, begins to uh, act promiscuously, 
if she's burning fire. Now, another exception, if the uh, adulteress was in the state between Kedushin, Erisin, and Chupan Nisuyin, and she was also a Naira, that means she was in the first six months after reaching puberty, provided that she's 12 years old, then she named Biskila, then, even though it's a standard, it, it would seem like a standard case of adultery of a Shishish married woman, but however, in this scenario, they both get skila, the most severe of the uh, executions. So the skila, Sefer, Heraglichenek, those four in that order are considered the most severe to least severe in that order. Shemret says, Kisiya Naira Basul, if a game of the Pasuk says, if a Naira, a young woman who's a virgin, etc., uh, becomes a mad woman, and then she she's uh, with somebody else other than her husband. and they should be stoned with they should be stoned with stones. So because of the uh, uh, you know she's in, sort of speak the most uh, ideal scenario to get married, and she goes and she's with somebody else, she gets the most severe punishment. Anytime the terrorist says they shall be killed, they shall surely die. The blood is on their on their own heads. It means the punishment of stoning. Zayin. Shadrei is cool, and every other type of erva, forbidden relation. Bekaris Vavad, the Chayev Karis alone, which is, in other words, the, the heavenly court takes care of the punishment, not the earthly court. The Ein Behem is Bezin, there's no court by, uh, no death by, by the court. The Fich Deforim, Hayusham, Eidim Asra, as is a standard procedure with any uh, love, any prohibition that is punished by Karis, if there's witnesses and they warn them, and the Bezin does give them lashes. Because any time there's a, a love, but the punishment is Karis, the earthly court administers lashes. A person has relations with, <coughs> a person has relations with a right? And this it's a forbidden relation, but it's not one where there's an, uh, Court execution or karis, it's a mere standard love intentionally. Who like he's chayiv malchus lashes he as as she as well. If it was unintentional, they didn't know they were forbidden. For example, then they are not chayiv anything. If it's a chayiv karis, then if it's a shegi, you chayiv a carbon chatas. However, this is not a chayiv karis; it's just a standard love, and therefore there is no um, there is no uh, carbon. Those forbidden relations, which are a love only, uh, not a chiyav karis, um, are mentioned in Hilchas Ishus Perik Aleph Halachazayim. One example would be a kain to a grusha. Another would be a, a, a Yisrael who marries a mamzer. Halachas Abal Achas Mechilav Alavim Bav Mimezid. A person has relations. Um, sorry, excuse me. Um, now, a person has relations with a shniya. A shniya means literally a second or a secondary prohibition. These are prohibitions in Surah, which are the Rabbanon. The Chum forbade them. For example, the Chumim uh, said that a person is not allowed to marry, uh, uh, excuse me, the person may not, may not be with, let's say, either of his grandmothers as a safeguard to prevent one from being with one's own mother. So that's a binic iser. So therefore, if a person has relations with a iser abanon intentionally, and the chacham give him makas rabbanon. However, if a person has in forbidden relation, that's an asay. So, for example, um, with a with a widow, he's not chayiv malchus. 
no standard requirement even if however the bezin chooses to give him malchus in order to prevent him or other people from continuing to 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 to, to, to prevent people from taking a lesson and continuing in this way the bezin has the right to do so honors a person who's forced He's part from he's in, uh, from any punishment. Mina Malchus, he's part from Malchus. Mina uh, Carbon, he's part from being a Carbon. The Einzach Leim, he needs to say he's not Chayav Misa. Shemet says, "Not a Sasadavar, you should not do anything to the maiden, to the young woman." So uh, the pasuk is telling us if this if the person is forced, there's no culpability. By the way, is true. Peshnenas Hanivah, when the person doing the penetration, in other words, the man. Excuse me, the the, the person being penetrated. That's when you could say there's a concept of being forced. Avalaboyal, the man or the person in the penetration, uh, penetration, ain't loyainis, there's no concept of being forced. In Kishaladas, an erection only happens when a person is in the frame of mind that they want to do what they're doing. And therefore, if uh, the idea of being forced to penetrate doesn't, doesn't exist because then the person can't say, well, I didn't want to do it, there was a gun to my head. If you didn't want to do it, there would have been no erection. This is the Ram's opinion. So now a woman who has been forced, even though in the, in the, uh, eventually there's consent, so uh, the Gemara goes so far as to say where when they're trying to save her, when they, when, when they, when they, when they finally discover them, and they're trying to uh, save her from this person, she says, let him be. She's potter. When once a woman has been forced, she doesn't have the ability to not desire to continue. It is the natural physiology, the construct of the of the of the way the person is designed that that's considered a desirable experience, and it's impossible to not want it to continue. Um, now, attention, the Amma says a man is um, and that can't be considered an anus because if he didn't want, he wouldn't have an erection. The he would not be punished, even if it's a uh, Situation of Mrs. Bezdin. The reason for that is because the Raman tells us that even if a person who's supposed to give up his life, Hakadosh Hashem, fails to do so, uh, and he's violated the Isra of making the Hashem, nonetheless, he's he, at least the fact that he was forced does save him from being killed by Bezdin. Yud Hamachas Veishat person who, enter, who causes only the tip of the male organ to enter into the recipient. That's called ma'ara. That's the term. Uh, the the, the ma'ara. That's the that's the uh, tra- explanation of that word. Malashin as we carried ahead. The pasuk used in the states where he he uncovered her source. The person who ent- who causes the entire male organ to enter the other person. That's called grame. That's called finishing. So it's in all forbidden relations. Regardless of whether the person only merely penetrated the, the tip, or he finished the relation, finished uh, a penetration completely. Despite the fact that that, that, the, that the person did not uh, excrete any reproductive material, even if he uh, uh, separated and didn't continue, once the tip of the organ enters, they're both based on what the scenario is, whether it's execution by Bezdin, or Chorus, or Chorus, or Malchus, or Lashes, or Mrs. Malchus Mardis, or Lashes Midarbonum. This is irrelevant whether or not they have, uh, if, it's in, if it's a woman, whether it's uh, vaginal or anal. The normal fashion is vaginal. The abnormal fashion is anal. And let's uh, remember that so that each time we don't have to explain it again. We can just say the normal or the abnormal fashion. 
Once there is an initial penetration, they're both Chayev, Misa, and Bezdin, or Ikaris, but from the heavenly court, or Malchus, or Lashes, or Malchus, Madras, Malchus, or Rabbanim. Whether they're standing, whether they're lying down, even though the terrorist says many times, you know, a man shall lie with another woman, with, 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 uh, with an animal, or whatever the terminology is, lying, the terrorist is not saying it has to be lying down specifically, it's irrelevant. On exactly what the position is. The fact is, once the tip of the organ penetrates, that's Chayiv. When a person has relations without an erection, the limb, the limb, male organ was merely limp, as if it was dead. Or a person who's sick, like someone who's born that way, can't get an erection. Like a person who's born castrate or born uh, sterile. Even though he manually causes the limb, the organ to enter the other person, he's not Chayiv Karaz, he's not Chayiv Malkus, he's not Chayiv Misa, that's not called having intercourse. However, interestingly enough, in the event that the recipient is a uh, daughter of a Kayan or, or a wife of a Kayan, um, or let's say the daughter of a Kayan, and the daughter, being the daughter of a Kayan, she's allowed to eat Truma, the special food only a Kayan and his family can eat. But if a woman of such a daughter ever has forbidden relationships, she becomes disqualified. This scenario of this type of person manually uh, uh, putting his organ inside her would uh, disqualify her from eating truma. The has the right to, to uh, give both of them a beating to uh, prevent people from engaging this type of inappropriate behavior. person has relations with an erva kimisasik. In a in a in a unintentional casual act. So, for example, um, he's sharing, a man is sharing a, a bed with his wife and his daughter, and he intends to be with his wife, but accidentally he has relations with his daughter or or, or another who's, who's there. So, that's what the misasik means. Misasik means like you know, not to, not intentionally to engage in this behavior. So, in Hilchah Shabbos, for example, it's a person um, you know did the prohibition of reaping by by, by cutting grass or, or any growing product from the ground. But he didn't intend to do that. He intended to cut something he thought was already disconnected from the ground. Ended up cutting something that was connected. So he didn't really mean to do the act he did. So using that same terminology, Ms. Asik, and here in the Yisri Biyah, that's how we can understand it. Even though it wasn't his intention, he's Chayiv, uh, needless to say, he's not Chayiv Misa, but he is Chayiv a carbon. The same would apply to the if it's not a situation of chorus, not an erva, it's a chiv lav or a shnia. He's chayev, so to speak. Uh, the term chayev is, is an interesting term over here because there's no chiv, if you will, for this individual. It was unintentional. There's no carbon, but he's chayev. In other words, he's done the prohibition and he has to do tshuva and gain kapor for this either biblical or rabbinic prohibition. However, a person has relations with an erva. And she is no longer alive. So even though when she was alive, it's an erva, but once she passes, once the human passes away, then there is no uh, punishment in terms of the punishments of Bezin or Karas and all those things apply. Needless to say that it, if it's not an erva, it's just a lav, it's pater in that, that scenario. Person has relations with a trefa. Either an animal or a person who's forbidden to him, but the person has trefa, meaning that it has an injury or an illness, but it won't survive for the year. Right? Or he, 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 that's where it's a human. Or let's say the animal, animal, which is a trefa. 
Chayiv, the dinis is Chayiv, Chayiv, the fact is that now there is the uh, other uh, individual still alive. Despite the fact that they will die eventually from this illness. Even though other halachas, we find that there's certain situations where because the person is a treifa, certain concepts do change in terms of if the person murders him, is he, is he, is he, is he um, executed for murder, things like that. But here it's all the same. Even if this forbidden, this human who you're forbidden to be with, or this animal, has had both uh, the windpipe and food pipe slaughtered, which at that point, in the case of an animal, renders it permitted to be eaten from. So it's technically speaking being killed halachically as far as halachas of eating is concerned, as we'll see in the Chashrita. Nonetheless, because it's still, uh, the animal's still moving, Habal, the one has relations with that animal, uh, the person is Chayev, I should Thomas, until the animal actually dies. Uh, clinically, alternatively, until the head is decapitated. At that point, it's irrelevant if it's moving or not. That's considered dead. Gimel. Um, any of these have been these people who are forbidden. These women who are forbidden in these scenarios to, the, to, to a man. So let's talk about now the minimal age of of uh, punishment and where it's the the relations are, are relevant. So any of these forbidden women who a person may not be with. As long as the female was three years old. God or more, God if the if the, the male adult is with her, Chayev Misa, he's Chayev Misa, and in the scenario where it's uh, Mrs. Besdin, Akaris, Akaris, Malchus, whatever the punishment is, he put him in the she's pata, however, despite the fact that she's considered a a candidate for the for for, for relations, so to speak, uh, because she's a minor, unless she was an adult, if she's younger than three, between the both pata she'in that's not considered having relations, so. Technically speaking, it's not considered bia. Similarly, if the woman is an adult and the child is a minor, but he's if the male was at least nine years old, a mile or more, he because the woman is chayev the proper punishment of karis Mrs. Bezdin or Malchus. The child is 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 potter because he's a minor. If, however, the child was less than nine years old, she had between the both potter because, again, in order for a person to be uh, considered to be able to engage halachically uh, 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 in relations, the girl must be a minimum of three, and the, and the male must be a minimum of nine. You doubt. A person has relations with a male, whether he's the uh, perpetrator or the recipient. Kiv and Shehera, once there's been initial penetration, the both adults and scholars the high of stoning. Shemit says, Women not met lie with male. Regardless of whether the male was the uh, perpetrator or the recipient. And if one of them was nine years old, but not yet bar mitzvah, then the other individual, the adult, is high of skilah. Regardless of whether who was the perpetrator, who was the recipient, the minus part of him. If the male, other one of the males was less than nine years old, the shnei paturim because again it's considered both part because it's considered he's not considered a candidate for engaging in relations. Even if the nine year old is the recipient and the adult is the perpetrator, but because the person, is, excuse me, the child, the minor is yeah the recipient. So despite the fact that the perpetrator is the adult, uh, nevertheless since the minor. The recipient is since the recipient is a minor, uh, is less than nine. Excuse me. The intercourse is not considered halachic intercourse. However, bezin it's appropriate to give the adult makas mardus. 
because the fact that he did lie with the male, despite the fact that he is less than nine, presume, uh, uh, so therefore there's no technical uh, biblical punishment, but it's appropriate to give him uh, a beating for engaging in this inappropriate behavior. Um, in general, it's, they're told to you know, uh, also uh, chastise physically children in the, in, in the event that's necessary. Uh, over here, the Ram doesn't say it because it's not, it's not negated to the halachas of here per se. Um, it's a general concept in terms of Bezin's obligations. So that's why he says it elsewhere. Um, the, presumably the same thing would apply if it was a female less than three years old. That the Bezin should give him Makas Mardus. Tesvav. There's some different serious over here. Let's, I'm going to say, read this the way it is in my Rambam. Whether one has, has relations with a male, or a person has relations with an andragonist. An andragonist is a, is a human who's born with both features, both male and female. Um, androgynous is a, uh, a Latin word, I believe, or a Greek word, or another term is hermaphrodite. So, so if a male has relations with a male, or a male has relations with Andragonus, meaning the Andragonus was the perpetrator and the other male was the recipient, and the Andragonus used his male organ to be the perpetrator, Chayiv, then they're both Chayiv. However, a person has relations with Andragonus, um, and, the, and the, uh, there was a man, and there was the Andragonus, and he treated the Andragonus like a female, using the female... Uh, Feature, Potter, then he's Potter. Uh, assuming there's no other problems involved in terms of other relations, uh, that's not considered male to male relations. So interestingly enough, Andragonus is always considered to be a suffix. Here we treat the Andragonus like a male if the Andragonus is behaving as a male in the, in this interaction, and we say Chayev with certainty whether it's the Chayev Misa Alkus, um, and if Andragonus is, is the uh, behaving as a female. Then there is no chiyav. Atumtum, one who has his genitalia covered by a growth, so we can't tell if this particular individual is a male or female. Safaku, so it's a doubt: is it considered a male or a female? Now, obviously, because his genitalia is covered over, he cannot perpetrate relations. He can't be a, a penetrator. Fich, therefore, a person has relations with a tumtum. Um, in the abnormal fashion, presumably, or with an andragonus using the female feature on the andragonus, then the person, even though we said that he's putter before, but he gets rabbinic lashes because the andragonus does have a, the possibility of being a male, or at least because um, because it could be that it's prohibited. Yeah, if Andragonus mortally isha, Andragonus is allowed to marry a woman. Now, Andragonus, even though you might say it might be a might be a female, but because the possibility is a male, so he's allowed to get married, and allowed to have relations. As far as the possibility of him being a female, so female to female relations are not biblically prohibited. It's a rabbinic iser, and the Chum did not decree that in this scenario um, to allow the Andragonus to be married if he chooses to. Fascinatingly enough, we said in Hilchus Saita that if they. Uh, if a woman is married to an Andragonus, and he, the Andragonus warns her not to seclude herself, and she secludes herself anyways, she does not drink the bitter waters. And it's an interesting question, why not? I mean, if, in the, if, if you want to view the Andragonus as a female, so it's female to female, so whatever happened with this, uh, the, the wife, let's call the Andragonus the husband over here, because you know, the Andragonus is married to a woman, whatever happened with the wife, 
either it's irrelevant because she's not really considered married because Andreganus is not really considered a, uh, a male, or if he is a male, why can't she drink the waters and the waters will take the, have the effect? Maybe they'll have the effect on her, and she might die from the Shaita waters if she if she if she survives. It means she's innocent, or it means that regardless of whether of her innocence, she's not really married because Andreganus is not is not a is not a uh, not a male. Okay, Tezayim. Habala behema ishehev behema A person who has relations with an animal, uh, whether the uh, whether he's he has relations with the animal or the animal has relations with him, shame the skullin both he and the animal, both he or both the human, whether to he or she, and the animal are chayiv stony. Shemer it says bechol behema la yishitna shachavtecha. Do not give your lying to any animal. Bein shiriv oyhevi alov. So this possibly specifically refers to a male actually being with an animal, whether or not he perpetrated with the the animal or the animal uh, had relations with him. If this is irrelevant, if it's a domesticated animal, non-domesticated animal, or a bird, it all uh, includes the stoning. Again, the Ram doesn't mention or sea creatures over here. Uh, he leaves that out. When it comes to animals, there's no minimum age, so to speak. By humans, we said there is, but by animals, it's not. says, any animal, even if it's born that day. Whether he has relations to the animal in the normal or abnormal fashion. Whether as soon as he penetrates the animal, or the animal penetrates him or her, then they're both chayef, stoning. Why is the animal stoned? Well, various reasons. One simple reason is because it's shameful for the person to be executed knowing that people are going to point to the animal after his death and say this is the animal which uh, caused so-and-so to be executed and therefore we kill the animal to protect his dignity. You'd sign. A child who's nine years old, and nine years old is minimum age to be considered to, to, to participate in relations, who has relations with an animal, uh, in whichever direction it may be, he niskeles al yadai, the animal is stoned because of that, but the child is not stoned, again, he's a minor. If the child, the boy is younger than nine, the animal is not stoned. Similarly, a, a female who is at least three years old or older, but again, not yet, bas mitzvah, who has relations with an animal, regardless of whether the animal, again, it's, 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 the animal's age is irrelevant, once she has relations with the animal, the, the initial penetration, in whatever, whether it's the abnormal, normal, normal or abnormal fashion, the animal is stoned, the and the, the, the child, the minor, is part because they're not yet bar bas mitzvah. If the, the woman was already past bas mitzvah, then, then she and the animal both get stoned. However, if she was less than three years old, in that case, the animal is not stoned. A person who lives with an animal unintentionally, so for example, he didn't know that it was forbidden. Um, a woman who's with an animal unintentionally, in those scenarios... In those scenarios, because they are not punished, the animal is not punished either. Even though they are adults. So in the previous halacha, we said that the animal gets stoned, but the child, you know, the minor is not stoned. That's even though the, the child is not stoned over there. That's because they're not uh, candidates of culpability. Over here, they could be candidates of culpability, but they're not because they were actually unintentional. So then, because they're not punished, neither is the animal. 
So even though they're they're adults. Now any time you have a situation of arayas, right? Like, like a brother and a sister, for example. If one's an adult and one's a minor, the minor is part of the adult is chayiv. The one who's a past barmistus is chayiv. Whether a person is excuse me, or if one person is awake, one person is sleeping, the sleeping person is part of being sleeping is considered unintentional. One was intentional, one was a shogig. So for example, um, a woman comes and uh, she says she's she's not married, and uh, but nobody knows that uh, that she received uh, condition from somebody, but it's, it was it happened in uh, far away, and no one knows. So she's intentionally sinning as a married woman, but the man is doesn't know that, so he's unintentional. The maze is chayiv. may be carbon, and the person who's shaking only brings a carbon. So, or for example, a woman who's a nida and she does not tell her husband. So she's amazing, she's chayiv karas, and he's a shaggy, he's chayiv karbon. And what if one of them is forced and one of them is intentional? So again, go to Rambam to be forced. A man cannot be forced, it has to be a woman. Uh, excuse me, a, a, right, a, man, a man cannot be forced. Um, so, one is being forced, which means one is intentional, deliberate. So, if he's deliberate, it has to be a man. The honest, the, the, the person being forced could be either man or woman. Honest potter, in, in the event that that's homosexual relations, the honest potter, in any event, the person who's not, the person being forced, the potter is potter, the recipient is, who's being forced is potter. Uh, now, in order to uh, determine them as being chayiv, right? How detailed we know that when it comes to different halachas of killing someone in bezin, we have to know with absolute certainty that the person has done the aver. So the aedim, the witnesses, are not required to see the two sinners that they are engaged in physical proximity relations, as if one applies uh, a tube into an applicator, or as a translates over here, as a piston into a pipe. When they see them. In close physical proximity, as is the standard uh, position by those having relations, that's sufficient to determine they were having relations and um, uh, and ex- execute them. We don't say maybe there actually was no penetration. They're just pretending or something. This, the assumption of this uh, position, this form, is that there has been penetration, therefore we can work on that assumption, the chazaka, and execute them in Bezdin. Someone whose assumed status is to be relative, we judge them based on that assumption, that presumed status. Even though there's no clear evidence that, that, that they're related. We can give them lashes, a seraphim, the sulkin, the chokin, and administer the proper uh, execution in Bezdin. Based on that assumption. Case of example, there's an assumption this is a person's sister, a daughter, or mother. Now, nobody was ever there necessarily. When no, no, no one we know was there when the actual birth happened. But that's the standard assumption. This is a per, family in the community, and we all know that, that, they're, that they're siblings or a parent-child. And then one of the, someone has relations with them with witnesses in a fashion where one person is with the other where it's a situation of prohibition. They can be chayv malchus or, or burned or stoned. Dam um, doesn't mention chenek. But uh, again, that applies as well. That only applies to an ish's ish, because over there, the Ramadan mentioned, so Ramadan mentioned Chenek over here, because again, it's not a matter of relations really so much, it matters if she's married or single. 
even though there's no clear proof that this is a sister, mother, or daughter, it's the assumption, right? So if somebody tries to defend them in Bezdin and says, wait, where is the clear evidence that these two people are actually brother and sister, right? Who was there when they were born? So, you know, uh, right? Um, that's, that's not a legitimate defense. In fact, this is a story from the Gemara. There is a, there's a story... Um, I'm not sure where this, which, which Gemara this is in, but what, a story with one, with one woman, a woman came to Shalayim from somewhere far away with a child riding on her shoulder, piggyback. She raised him with the assumption he's, she's, that, 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 that uh, he's her son. He fed her, uh, she, excuse me, she fed him and she clothed him and she sent him to school and she attended parent-teacher conferences for him, etc. Then later on, when he was an adult, at least he was, he was nine years old, let's say, but not yet by mitzvah, um, she had relations with him. They brought her to Bez. They stoned her. On even though nobody was there to say who says she gave birth to him, maybe she adopted him. That's true. It doesn't say he stoned him because again he was probably not permitted. Rael David proved that this is Masha says a person who curses or or uh, hits their father and draws blood. He's high of me, he's executed. Prove it to the father. How do we know for sure? How do you kill someone with that with that certainty? Maybe this, this, uh, a different person was the father. But rather, we use the assumption when it says if he curses his father, we're determining the person who we assume to be his father based on the standard assumptions. The same thing applies to all other relations, familial relations. It all is determined by by presumed status assumption. Presume status, assume status. Chafal, isha, ish isha, a man and a woman. She says, this is my wife. She says, this is my husband. So, um, you know, they, they, they move into town, husband and wife, they buy a house together, they join the shul, and uh, the next day, she's caught with somebody else. So can you kill her? So, if it's 30 days where they're in this community and nobody's questioned the assumed status, that it's his wife, her going to allow them that's after 30 days, that's when we can say that she's assumed to be his wife, a married woman, and she can be executed with strangulation. If 30 days have not passed yet, she cannot be executed based on the prohibition of Eishish. Um... Because who says that she's a married woman? We don't know for absolute certainty. So when it comes to family, you know, the chazaka, the assumption that this is, this is the family, the Ram does not give us a timeline. Uh, is it 30 days, less than 30 days, more than 30 days? Um, but if it's enough that we can assume the chazaka, that they are, that this, is the, this is the relation, relationship, um, that's sufficient. When it comes to married woman, the Ram gives us a, a, stand, a time defined as Thirty days. That's the time necessary to uh, let assumed status take effect. A woman who's who's uh, assumed to be a nida by her neighbors, right? Because back then, a woman was more uh, transparent about being a nida because, especially in times of Mikdash, everyone had to know to stay away from her because you know if uh, you would touch her and you became impure, and then. Or if you if she moved something that you were sitting on, you became impure, and then you couldn't eat truma, or you couldn't uh, touch truma, or or other things of that nature. So, uh, all sorts of ritual problems. So, uh, in general, if a woman so is, and also she'd wear different clothing because the clothing should not get soiled. So, a woman who is assumed to be a nida in her neighborhood, 
her husband, anyone else for that matter, but um, or even or even her husband, who normally is not to be with her, Malkus for transgression the prohibition of being with a nido. So again, that's that's uh, a, a, again another case where we don't have absolute evidence that she's a nida, but it's that's the chazaka, and that's enough to punish him. A person warns his wife, like not to include herself with a certain man. And she does so anyway. So one aid comes and says that in that seclusion she became impure. Which at that point, this is an exception and to the general rule of requiring two witnesses. One aid is sufficient to determine her to be forbidden to her husband. She has to get a divorce, loses a ksuba. And now if her husband's a koyin, he has relations with her before divorcing her. He's this, this koyin, not only is this edechad sufficient to determine her to be forbidden to her husband, but uh, he, 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 he can determine her to be a zayna as one who had forbidden relations, as would be a married woman who was with anybody, and therefore she's called a zayna, and this 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 kayin, this husband, is now chayev malkus for having relations with a zayna. Despite the fact that primary edus that forbids her, that says she was unfaithful, was only one witness, she already established a zayna, this is another way in that the unique exception of, of uh, the, the normal rule that two witnesses are required to establish a woman as being unfaithful. When it comes to us, a woman who was warned not to, not to seclude herself, she does so anyways. An aid echel is sufficient to say she was unfaithful, not just to forbid her to her husband and to lose a ksuba, but even to make him culpable of being with his The father says, this daughter of mine is betrothed. And, she, and, he, and he says... She's betrothed to this person, even though he's believed to say the condition happened. And that's sufficient to go ahead and do the chuppah, the nesuyin. Nevertheless, uh, um, imzinsa, if she has forbidden relations, that's uh, if she's with somebody else um, before the chuppah. She's not culpable for stoning because the father said she's betrothed. Unless his witnesses that she was betrothed in front of them. So even though the husband, the father's believed to say that his his daughter is a Mikudashas, and therefore she's not allowed to marry anybody else, as we learned in Hilchus uh, Ishus. And when he says she's betrothed, this guy, that's sufficient to go ahead and make the chuppah. We don't require another condition. We don't say, well, um, uh, who says the condition happened? We want, we want to have witnesses, right? Wouldn't you have to have witnesses step forward? That's not the case. The father's saying she's Mekodeshah to this guy, that's sufficient. Nevertheless, to execute her for being unfaithful, that's not sufficient. Now, after the chuppah, um, again, who says she's a married woman? Right? If there's no condition, we don't know. So it could be, it would be after the chuppah, the same would be true as well, that she doesn't get, she doesn't get uh, if she's unfaithful, she would not be executed unless there's two witnesses she actually had condition. Right, woman comes and says, I'm a married woman. So even though we believe her and we forbid her to marry anyone anyway to marry her, but then if she's with somebody else, we don't say, okay, she's executed. Unless it's either witnesses or chazaka that she is a married woman, those would be both be sufficient, as we learned, um, to execute her on assumption of having been unfaithful.